So today I'm joined with at Seeking Hope and at Sig.analogy. Now, uh, Amun, we've done a podcast before, which was called Sikki University, COVID-19 and Sangat. But um, at Seeking Hope, I haven't done one with you yet. So can you tell us about your Sikki journey um, and how your account came about? Sure. So I'm a newbie to podcasts, but I'm really happy to be speaking to these guys today. Both got fantastic accounts. Um, so the journey into Sikki starts pretty young I'd say as young as when a child can start to read and grasp what they're writing in particular it starts with Ang 479 by Padab Kabirji which is um, Pati Dore Malini Pati, um, Pati Pati Gio um, my dad had a book of Shabbats and I used to just open it randomly and I opened it to that Shabbat one day and I was just fascinated by the wording if you follow Seeking Hope you already know we're all about the words um and I was blown away by the level of metaphor analogy wording poetry rhythm and I just got more interested from there actually um and then it's quite the usual journey of Sikhi class um learning the Mormantha, learning the Adas you know going to sleep listening to Asaki um, looking forward to Lungard when I went to the Gudwara, but I'd actually say to you, um, the more I've grown up, the journey's changed. Um, I'm just finding different things about Sikhi that is taking me on different journeys. So yeah, journey started pretty young, but I'm still on that journey, I guess. Yeah, that's so true. I think everyone's kind of changes as you grow up as well. Um, I can definitely say that mine has. I feel like Amon can agree with me as well from our last conversation. Like both of our journeys are the exact same where we've started. Um, you know, we've been born and raised in a sick family, a sick household. Um, but obviously as you get older and you start to learn a lot more on your own, your your journey just changes completely. But uh what about your account? So how did your account come about? Quite a deep story that I'm not gonna get into because we'll okay. be here for ages, but it came about <laughs> with the fact that me and Seeking Hope One were having a conversation and um, he kind of knows that how I use words as affirmations and how I'll use uh, just one pangti as an affirmation. Um, I was doing it for very specific reasons and he said that it's a really, really good idea and you need to put it out there. Um, you know, if people can't remember a whole pangti, at least, you know, they can start with a word and yeah, it kind of just it just it just grew from that. I never I never kind of thought that people would vibe with it as much as they did, as much as they do, and hopefully will continue to do. Um, but we're always evolving. Um, yeah, so so that's that's the crux of it, basically. Yeah, it's definitely very informative. I feel like your account is definitely different to like other Sikhi accounts uh, that are out there at the moment. Um, but today specifically. Uh, our topic is bullying and the reason it's bullying is because not only is it one of the biggest issues worldwide you know one in five people will experience bullying in their lifetime um and that's that's students alone um but recently a video has been spiraling the internet of a young sixth student who was bullied uh by other students um outside of school grounds but in school uniform and it took about a week before the school actually responded to the incident um 
this is a big issue because a lot of other Sikhs have experienced it as well. Um, and we saw many Sikh influences come out about their experiences with bullying, um, including, you know, Inquisitive, who had made uh, lovely artwork and captioned it with his experience of bullying. And since then, I feel like every Sikh has come out about their experience with bullying. Even my, in my last podcast where I spoke to um, at that ex she spoke to me about her experience of uh, bullying at school as well. And it's such a big issue. Um, it's something that needs to be addressed a lot more often. Obviously, there's another major event that is happening within Sikhi as well, uh, with the uh, Gisan uh, issues that are happening in uh, India, which will hopefully be a, a future podcast. But I feel like this movement with the bullying side of things was very big it needs to be talked about a lot more often uh, than it is because our younger generation uh, are going to experience similar things Uh, if we look at the likes of you know Vijay Singh who was bullied to the point where he committed suicide then I'll get into that story a lot later but that just shows in itself in the fact that it's ha- it would happen then and it's still happening now it's something that needs to be addressed uh, a lot a lot more than it is at the moment and so using you know our platforms as such uh, as big as or, or small as they are it's very important to address issues like this because we're on Instagram and a lot of other students are on Instagram and a lot of more younger kids are starting to use Instagram as well so this is this is all things that they're going to see and if they need help with bullying or they experience it they want someone to talk to it's most likely that they're going to find that on social media and um, so using our platforms as I feel like we have been over the last few weeks to talk about it is very important but that's why I've asked you both to join me for the podcast today because I feel like we can talk about our individual experiences as such and discuss this issue as well as hopefully give some good advice <laughs> to students who would have gone through it that are also sick. So, um, Amin, I know that you want to speak about your experience with bullying, but before that, um, just for anyone that doesn't know, what is the importance of GAIS? GAIS is basically uncut hair. So we seek, we keep, uh, we keep our GAIS long, um, and uncut from birth and we believe it's like part of God's creation it shouldn't be touched or like altered um, and by altering it it causes duality which is something that we we as Sikhs are trying to like avoid and and like remove the illusion of this duality so we're trying to join back with the one so by cutting our gears we're we're trying to say that we have we have our own identity we're identifying ourselves with with me with the home but when we keep our guests we're saying that we are part of god's creation we are part of hukum we will just go along with whatever vaigra is doing so that's why we keep guests and it's also mentioned in our rehatnama uh by they are saying that uh, we should forsake cutting our guests and the thing what's made it difficult for sikhs in this society is that like a lot of like the rest of the world they have their viewpoint of like they're following they're following each other and the way that the world wants to view people which is like shaving and keeping short gears but uh, our guru who's turned their world they turned their back to the world in and sort of like shown the shown the way of of good which is to live in the way of the hukum so our guru has told us to to, to like 
face away from the world and not really pay attention to what public have said. So that's why it's hard uh, for Sikhs to actually keep guests. But when we do keep guests, we do face oppression from others and we do face bullying, especially in school. That that comes about with like, I feel like a lot of the time nowadays, people don't like mm. different. And obviously our identity is different to what society's picture of uh, of a woman or a man at this point um uh, you know the whole uh women need to be clean shaven no beards no facial hair that is what the root cause of this problem is and a lot of that comes about because of social media because this is all kids grow up to you know they see pictures of of women in in magazines or men in magazines or on instagram or facebook whatever it is and they build this idea of what a man or a woman's meant to look like now we've been given a different identity one that we you know are fully embracing or on the journey to embrace um but society makes that very very difficult and that difference is the reason why bullying comes about because kids don't know any any different so when they see different it's weird to yeah, them they definitely just they they sort of they don't really grasp the, the concept of why we keep our guests and it's sort of our fault for not educating others about it. I feel like a lot of kids should, like a lot of Sikh kids in school should really discuss it with their peers and, and with their teachers and, and teachers also, they should like, they should make Sikhi as part of religious education. Like they should really push to, to teach about every dharam and every different religious difference so that everyone can understand and respect. It's all about respect and, and not being been ignorant to the fact that everyone has their own views and beliefs and ways of living um i'm sure all try to respect that i think um a lot of it comes down to self-empowerment as well mm-hmm. and i think that self-empowerment that starts with a child being young you know the words you're using with the child the experiences that a child has when they're very young are ultimately going to shape their level of identity and their level of self-confidence when they grow up. I think there's loads of adults in the world. And as, as a com, as a community, we don't really talk about it, that have to do undo sorry, a lot of work from childhood to, to make sure that as they're grown up in, in adulthood, they're grown up as stable adults. And I think that conversations between kids and parents need to be at the forefront of of you know like like we're saying the identity and like you know how Amon just touched on how parents are explaining the importance of of our identity and of, and of our guests to their kids we really need to think about the narrative that you know we're feeding our kids with a lot of the times parents just say you know we're doing it we just do it because uh Guru Sahib tells us that we grow our guests or you know we have to grow our guests guess so we're going to get mm-hmm. far etc you know you've heard all these kind of Mm-hmm. these things but I think if if we go for like a, a stronger narrative like you know I'm saying that there is reasons why guess so important you know like spiritual connection energy to the earth vibrations guess mm-hmm. has been a historical representation of uh, sovereignty and, and royalty from, from day dot I mean if we look at some of the classical prophets they've all had longer hair even mm-hmm. in some societies today, you know, when they uh, want to elevate a man to a really important status, the first thing they ask him to do is is grow his hair. And I'm talking about kind of niche tribal movements, right? Um, 
yeah and I think it just starts also with that that self-empowerment um definitely and that, that starts at home that's something that I'm trying to push with my analogies also um to like educate people like I, I'm I'm thinking of doing like a punch guard series soon so the five k's of Sikhi and trying to help the Sangha to understand why we have those um because it's it's all good in saying that the guru told us to keep them but Mm. understanding the spiritual benefits can actually help us to face social like the way that society talks to us uh, we can face face things like bullying if we understand and have have a more more of a reason to keep our gifts and and other cards as well so yeah through my analogies which um which i have one now to share about gifts i'm trying mm. to push that forward um so guess uh, we can see that in Gurbani it mentions that gears like gears are like our tongues, which we jump on with. So we, as humans, we only have one tongue, and that's out of Bihar and out of Nimrata, Gurusikhs and Bhagats have said that they they wish that they had more more tongues to jump on with, because ultimately that's what we're here for. The more we jump on, the more we can connect. So uh, in Gurbani, there's a bunkie that mentions the fact that. Bhagat wants more tongues and they use the analogy of their case because they have lots of case around their body and they have the analogy that the case is actually their tongues vibrating that norm and um, a lot of a lot of Gursikhs in Sangat when they actually sit in uh, Sangat Roop and jump an arm together they can actually feel the vibration of of norm and that's a spiritual benefit because if we if we didn't have that that case uh, which were vibrating, it'd be quite difficult to actually feel and experience that vibration. Uh, that's not to say that a bold person can't um, can't connect, but it's it's easier if there is gas. Um, yeah, so the it's actually on my page at Seekonology where it's called Gas and a Million Tongues, and there's a bit more of an explanation there too. And I'm just hoping that I can continue with the Banjkakar series later as well. Yeah, that is a good idea because I've made a bunch of Gagar series myself where I discussed uh, Gears and I I think it's a, a basic Sasiki video that I watched uh, a while ago and it really uh, hit home in the sense of they discussed uh, what Guru Sahib had said about us keeping our Gears and it's the idea of our Gears being a fortress. It's the idea of seeing yourself in a mirror when you're down and looking at your guests and then being reminded that Guru Sahib is there um, if no one else is or nothing else. If, if nothing's working, then you have your guests and Guru Sahib is there through our guests. And there was a example where it was discussed that a Sikh would walk into, say, a shop to buy cigarettes and keeping your guests and walking into a shop to buy your to buy cigarettes or to even to buy a sharab. The, the person on the other side of the counter is going to turn around and go, hold on a second, you're, you're you know, Guru Sahib's son or daughter, you're not meant to be doing this. It's kind of that reminder of the things that we're not meant to do, we won't do because our guess is there, it's, it's, we'll see it all the time, it will be a part of our day, you know, brushing your hair before you do bad, or like tying all the star, uh, putting a journey over your head, that is a reminder that our guest is there, Guru Sahib's there. So even when things are not entirely going well uh, during our lives, Guru Sahib is watching over us through our guests. And yeah, it's, it's this idea of teaching, parents teaching kids the importance of our guests and why we keep our guests, um, as opposed to 
as as we said before, just telling your kid that, you know, Guru Sahib gave us our gifts without reasoning, um, that will stop kids from being driven away from Sikhi because they they have an actual reason. And, you know, kids are like sponges. They take in so much information. So if they know the reason behind uh, why they keep their gifts, they're more likely to, to keep it and hopefully more likely to to not be affected when other people are saying certain things obviously it's easier said than done but it's a step in the right direction and a lot of the time bullying as such can drive students away from sicky because they don't want to experience that sort of hate and they want to fit in or students need to know why six keep their gifts so that they're not so surprised when they see another sick keep their gifts and they they don't have anything bad to say about it. There was actually um story, I think this was in Bajagraj Singh's video where he spoke about this, where a girl, a god was being bullied and she invited all of her bullies into a room and she spoke to them about why she keeps their gifts. And by the end of the conversation, all these students were crying and they essentially understood the importance of guests and she was never bullied again but as much as that is our fault it's also the fault of other people other people around us people need to start educating themselves on these issues and and why we keep our guests more power to that daddy <laughs> that's such a great example though of like if if someone asks you know why do you grow your hair why do you not cut your hair uh, let's think it back to kids asking teenagers I mean, the teenagers that I work with, um, if I ask them, why do you keep your hair? Why do you keep your guests? About seven out of 10 of them are going to say, I don't know, because my family tells me to, because God said I have to, or because it's a sin um, if I remove any hair from my head. Yeah, at that age, I was the same as well. Yeah, so. I, I was yeah. exactly the same as well. And it's not empowering. I was reading a story of, uh, someone on, on on Instagram who follows the Seeking Hope page and he'd he written his experiences of of bullying and he and he says that someone touched his his butka in in um in high school and he turns around and he says to them don't don't touch my butka don't touch my head and they say why and he and he just says because it's God's it, it belongs to God and, and he says that in that moment he didn't feel, he, he didn't feel entirely empowered because he didn't he couldn't he couldn't vouch for his identity he couldn't vouch for his you know his his roots and his his form and 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 why he is he's keeping his his hair um, and and as soon as he built that relationship with Siki his very personal relationship he became so much more empowered and now he has a proper answer to educate people and he can do it in a way that's almost magical, you know, that um, people love to then hear about it. And they go away thinking, well, you know what, that's pretty amazing. That is a pretty amazing bunch of people that are constantly pushing against the norm. I think what you guys are saying is, is spot on. It's about the education, about us educating other people. But, but first and foremost, educating ourselves. Because if we don't, if in our own houses, in our own homes, and I don't mean physically, I mean inside ourselves, inside your very room, inside your spirit, if, if you don't know the answer yourself, you're never going to feel confident enough or prepared enough to, to answer the outside world. And I know, I mean, you, you just said, you know, you gave those same answers that I suggested because I did as well. Mm -hmm. And I guess it's because we didn't, 
we didn't have the answers ourselves kind of a thing. And that's why that's why when I when I came across Basics of Sikhi a couple of years ago and their their main slogan is arm yourself in knowledge. Mm. And it's it's about arming us our our minds, our our soul and our inner spirit, like you said, with, with that knowledge of why we are Sikhs, why we keep our case, uh, why we are who we are. If we don't hold on to that Sikh identity, then any words that anyone says can break us down in an instant. But if we if we know if we have the knowledge behind it and the Gurbani and the reason, then Gurusar will stay by us and we will we could face we can face anything. Exactly. Everyone that's listening, if if you know where you've come from and you know your history, nobody in the world can tell you nothing about yourself. Nobody in the world can put a label on you or determine your self-worth. That, in essence, is going to fix so many other issues and problems that people eventually come to face about identity and self-worth and struggle and validation later on in life. Because you know who you are, you know where you've come from, um, and you can stand on your own two feet and say, you know what, this is what I'm about, and you can't tell me anything about myself. You can't put those labels on me, and you can't determine my my value and my worth i was um i was gonna say uh leading on from that that's not us saying that you know once you know yourself worse you won't get bullied um mm. you will probably still be bullied as i said one in five people get bullied for whatever reason but uh obviously as we've seen a lot of sex that keep their guests do get bullied for it because it's different you will but then i feel like it won't, it won't be easy at all, but you will be in a better position to then understand what you need to do about that situation. And you'll be in a better position where you can, you know, you know how to handle that situation. Um, obviously, if you are being bullied, you, you know, and it is affecting you in a very negative way, you need to talk to people about it. There's so many, um, you know, even online resources that you can get hold of, um, and I, do you know what? I will put some in, in the description as well. The places where you can go and people that you can talk to about this bullying experience. But yeah, as you were saying, you know, it's very important that we within ourselves know why we do what we do so that we can handle it a lot better. And I wasn't ever bullied for my guess, but I have been bullied for my weight. And it was that idea of like being so self-confident that even if I was getting called, you know, anorexic or whatever it was, um, I could then stand there and just be like, do you know what, it doesn't really matter to me. And eventually it didn't matter to me, you know, obviously at the start it would, but eventually I didn't care because I was so confident with myself and I knew that this is something that um, is, is nothing to do with anyone else. You know, I am very confident in my skin and that needs to be a priority of everyone. So. Be confident with your guests, you know, carry your guests with so much pride, learn about guests and why we have our guests. Um, there's so many resources where, that you can use for that, but educate yourself. And, and I, I can tell you now that it will be a lot easier to deal with situa situations like that because you will know what to do or what to say in that situation but also how to handle it within yourself and that is the most important thing and that that leads me to the the unfortunate story of uh Vijay Singh who was bullied for his guess um all the way back in 1996 right so let's 
less deep. It's been more than 20 years since that's happened and it's still happening now, which shows that it's, it's a big issue. But Vijay Singh was 13 years old at the time uh, from Manchester and uh, he was bullied for wearing a turban. I think, it, I'm not sure if it was a turban or a budgar at the time, but but bullied for keeping his guests and looking different to his peers. He was beaten up whilst going to school, whilst coming out of school, and the school did nothing about it because it wasn't on school grounds, um, which is another issue that happened, you know, a few weeks ago with the the kid that was bullied outside of school grounds. And because, you know, he was bullied outside of school grounds, uh, action wasn't taken as quick. Um, but that's obviously a problem that schools need to address. They need to be able to address situations like that where their students are being bullied by other students in that school in school uniform or out of school uniform, whatever it is, you know, there's so many means of bullying someone nowadays as well, like cyberbullying. So if you're going to deal with bullying, it needs to happen wherever your students are. But the um, the case I was talking about, um, so obviously the kid was bullied walking into school and would sit in class with blood-stained shirts. It got to a point where Vijay took his own life. So you know that should have been a turning point for schools that should have been a turning point for six that that should have been a turning point for many people because that should have shown everyone that okay this is a lot serious than a lot more serious than we're taking it and there's been other cases of course like we've spoken about where six have been bullied but um Amen, I know you wanted to share your experience of of bullying and just like the recent thing that got bullied as well, and Vijay Singh, during my time at secondary school, I was I used to wear a patika, and my case used to show at the back as well. So everyone everyone knew I had like long case, and I'd always ha- have questions like, "Why do you keep it?" And just like we mentioned before, like I literally didn't know what the answer was to that. I just said, "Cause my guru says." Um, but over the years, I just kept getting these questions. Um, at some points in class, like some inquisitive students would like take my gutter and say, what's this for? And they'd, they'd call it like a knuckle buster and, and like a weapon, which it is in, in terms of like sikki, like it's a shastar, it can be used, but they were just taking it the wrong way. And they took my gutter, they wouldn't give it back. And I didn't know at that age that you weren't supposed to like take it off, it was meant to be a kagar. I wasn't a Mardari then, but uh, now I am. And, now I don't remove the the gutters from my arms, from my wrists. But yeah, they took my gutters. One time in secondary school, in science class, they, they threw glue at my case. So I was sitting and they were sitting behind me and I didn't know what to do. And I just accepted it and kept the glue in my case the whole day. Didn't tell any teachers because I just, I just knew that the teachers wouldn't respond in the way that I'd want to. And it would just provoke the bullies to carry on. Um, and one thing in Punjabi communities and, and families is that we can't, I feel like we can't really speak to our parents about this kind of issue because they'll just say Bundaban or like, they they don't really grasp the idea of bullying. Um, and they kind, of, they kind of like laugh it off, which is something that I couldn't, like I couldn't get past with my family. I, I couldn't really tell them about it. So I just kept it to myself. Um, and through the years, this just kept continuing. And I made it through until year 11. 
just just accepting the fact that I'm getting bullied. Didn't really tell anyone, but one thing that stuck with me in year seven, which um, a teacher said to me, is that is this phrase, which was, "Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me," which basically means that uh, the only thing that will hurt is like physical abuse, like punching. But if someone says something to you, don't take it to heart and um, and don't let it affect you. And this kind of stuck with me uh, until, but I didn't really understand it until I came into Sikhi properly, because I understood that the power of Gurbani words, like like seeking hope, like they they probably know more about uh, the power of words. But the the words of Gurbani, they have more power over the words of bullies. So using that Gurbani and connecting to the Shabbat and doing Simran of Shabbats, that's more powerful than than overthinking and pondering over what what a bully has said to you so that phrase but that phrase has stuck with me since year seven and, and through Gurbani and Sikhi and the Guru Sahib Kirpa I've, I've stayed strong and I've moved past it and I've and I have healed I've, I've forgotten about the bullies but but every now and then when such incidents happen it does remind me of of what I went through but I'm grateful to Gurusav that I'm still here. And um, I did have points where I was thinking about suicide and and like self-harm, but luckily I didn't go through that, uh, through with that, because I had I had some friends that I did speak to and I had family members, like relatives. So I'm grateful to everyone and Gurusav that I'm still here Shared, to share my my story and I do have another um, story of another singer who DM me on Instagram I'll share that uh, in a little while just to also cope with, with this bullying through like writing poetry so I know um, Siki class I shared some poetry with her um, previously but I used to write poems from when I was feeling down and I used to convey it to the Sangat on Instagram and that used to help me heal so if you do find yourself um, for those who are listening who are feeling down and find it hard to like express yourself to people then there's always ways on social media now to like get across what you're going through um, and people might call you attention seeking but honestly it's a way to get to get your to get your thoughts out there and rather than being bottled up inside because that can be really harmful yeah there's always ways to cope with things like this but it's it's down to trying to find what works best for you and yeah as you said your your poetry and I've read some of it and it is uh very very good I don't know why you don't post them but yeah it's it's obviously that's tough and no one wants to go through things like that and it's like we were saying before it comes down to educating ourselves educating those around us as much as we can you know obviously other people should take it uh, up themselves uh, where they educate themselves on different issues but um, obviously that can't always be the case for everyone so we sometimes do have to take it uh, into our hands and, and help other people understand what we do and and why we do what we do but Seeking Hope did you have a, an experience of, of bullying at all? I had two separate ones actually. Okay. Um, high school was similar to Amen in, in the sense of the reactions of my peers around me. Couldn't understand why I would never leave my hair down, couldn't understand why 
you know, my hair was long, couldn't understand why my ears weren't pierced, but um, I'm just, I'm, I was so taken back by what Amun said and it gave me a chance to reflect on my own experience in that I had a sense of, what, what can I say? I had a fire in my belly that, that I was blessed to be given by my dad and my grandma. And so I was able to be really witty and, and, and match them with their kind of nasty words, etc. Although, you know, that's not great either. But, and then it's, it's weird because although it, I didn't experience the degree of it to what Amun has, it really did affect me. It really did affect my journey with Sikki for a while. I was really kind of, you know, when you're, you're bitter about something, um, and, you, and you're angry at something, and I couldn't understand why I had to go through, through the struggle. And I mean, I understood it on a spiritual level, but I didn't understand why, well, if my other sick friend can cut their hair and pierce their ears, well, why can't I? And, and that was my struggle at high school. Um, it was a very Muslim majority school as well. Um, and that made it really difficult as well. Um, like where they made websites about you know, Hindus and Sikhs and like really explicit images of like the gurus and the devde and devdiyan. Um, that was really hard to deal with. And then at university, I was on a course where you would expect people to know about worldwide beliefs. And I lived out in, in a flat um, and I went to a very, very notoriously mixed populated university and I was bullied there um because again I had brown skin I was sick when my dad used to come to the flat he had the star he had his kakar when I had friends that used to visit me male friends they were they all had the, the star and those flatmates that were, were were white couldn't understand and wanted to know why they were terrorists in the flat is what they said to me couldn't understand that I was sick, were adamant that I was Muslim. Um, so that was a really different experience as well. And it just goes to show that it can happen at, at any age. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Touched on the, the concept of people believing that we're terrorists. And there was actually an incident in, I think it was straight after 9-11, where there was a shooting in, in, in an American Gudra where a few few Sikhs were actually uh, shot because they were believed to be like terrorists yeah. and although this is talking about bullying it's it also like spreads out to the wider theme of like oppression because we've always been oppressed for the way we look for the way we are um but yeah it's, it's not just something that we face in schools it's something that we face in in like university like you said and and in the wider community, even in the workplaces, we might not get the same opportunities that, that white people do. Um, and it's all because of the, the stereotypes that we we wear a turban, we have long a long beard. But again, it's about educating those that that don't that don't know. I was even approached by by um, by a colored uh, male in university, and he said um, he he greeted me with the with the Muslim like greeting, and I had to like sort of uh, say that I'm not Muslim and I had I had a little, like a little conversation enlightening him that I was Sikh so people still don't really know who we are even in 2020. Yeah of course I mean terrorism 
in general, you can't attach to a religion at all. Uh, if you're a terrorist, you're a terrorist. You don't belong to any sort of religion. Um, but yeah, like you said, not a lot of people know about Sikhi and it is up to us to then, you know, take it in our stride to educate people and, and tell people that, do you know what, we are Sikh and this is what we believe in and, you know, this is what Sikhi is and and those bullying experiences are horrible. It's not nice. No one should ever go through it. Um, but then it's our job to make sure, I mean, we're a very strong generation. We We need to try and make sure that this doesn't happen again uh, because it's happened for way too long now what's really apparent to me these days as well is um seek on seek bullying I'm, I'm picking picking that up a lot um e even with adults actually um and even with teenagers if you've got someone that wears a dastar and has a dari or you've got a, a, a gourd that wears a dastar sometimes it's people from our own gom, from inside our gom. You know, we share a collective identity. We, we, we all share that history of, of Sangarsh where, you know, our people have been fighting for such and huck for so long. We can see that today in what's happening in, in Delhi. And sometimes within our gom, we're belittling each other because someone is keeping their guess. And, and then on the flip side, we, we belittle each other when someone isn't keeping their guess. Um, and so although we're kind of focusing on external parties bullying, I think internally we've got, we've got some issues in the form as well. And I think when the, the story came out about the young, the young boy in, in Telford, was it Telford? Yes, Telford. Yeah, it was Telford. Yeah. I think that, you know, that came to the forefront of quite a few conversations of how people you know met someone someone dm'd me about male on male comments in in our gom where he's got a daddy and his cousin that doesn't keep any guess always calls him yanni or, or baba or, or guru i mean what is that I mean, yeah i faced that personally as well and it's something that like it does happen within our own bunt as well and i'm not sure where it stems from like I think it's a mixture of, I think it might be a bit of Punjabi culture, like seeping yes. into like, mm. like the, the Sikhs, like Sikhi, but definitely shouldn't be happening because we shouldn't be making fun of like people for, for keeping the rope of, of the Guru because that's ultimately Sikhi, so I'm not sure why, why people do. No, I agree with you. It definitely stems from culture um, and how different our culture is to Sikhi and how different the teachings are culturally to the teachings of Sikhi um, and a lot of people are faced with culture more than they are with Sikhi nowadays and it is true obviously yeah. it's a sad truth but it is true you know I am <laughs> I'm someone that listens to Punjabi music but what is what you know what's within Punjabi music it's all culture it's all drinking it's all these things that Sikhi doesn't teach but young kids and even you know elder people will take on because it's all they're faced with they don't learn any different and you know all these comments about Gyanni and it, it stems from culture because it's uh, it's different to what people are used to in that sense you know that they're, they're brought up taught about you know Punjabi culture less about Sikhi um and then they end up having these views and uh you know making certain comments that 
that doesn't make it easier for our Sangat uh, or any Sangat that are trying to approach Sikhi. And it's, it comes down to judging other people's Sikhi, which is something that we shouldn't do at all. You can't judge someone else's uh, Sikhi path. You know, w- whether you're Amritari or you're not, you shouldn't be one to sit there and say, you know, you're not doing this right or you know, I'm doing this, why are you not doing this? Everyone's Sikhi journey is very different and um, a lot of people struggle to understand that, which is something else that we need to instill within our own bant as well, that um, our own people should know and understand that, you know, we're all on, we're all trying to get to the same destination. Our journeys might be a little bit different and they might be happening at different times. But, you know, a lot of the times I see on Instagram where, You've got gores who uh, dress differently, who wear a little bit of makeup and they are hated against. Now, whether you think that's right or wrong, uh, it shouldn't be for you to say, because essentially the, the second you say they're wrong, you are driving someone away from Sikhi. Their path is very, very different to yours. You know, they might be on a journey of trying to get to a point where, you know, uh, they don't wear makeup or even if they want to wear a little bit it's nothing you know we're not ones to judge um we should be trying to make it easier for the people within our bond to to actually get to the destination which is you know falling at the feet of guru sahib and uh we can't make it harder for each other it's already hard enough as it is you know with all this bullying and and all these comments that we receive so yeah it is a a problem within our own uh, community and it's something that needs to be fixed I think we've all seen recently over the the various events that have been affecting us as as a community as a bond the power of our ekta of our unity and and when we come together most amazing tremendous things can happen And, and our history is also a testament to that, but also our our living practice of Sikhi today is is active testament to that. And I think until we stick together as a bump, as a gom, we're always going to get people intruding. Always, they're always going to intrude our identity on our identity. They're always going to intrude on how we we view our sangarsh, our struggle, our itihas. They're always going to intrude on how we you know, practice our Sikhi, they're, they're always going to intrude on our value, you know, and, and what we think of our own beliefs. And that's going to happen because we as, we as a bump, we as a, as a gone, we, we've created those kind of holes and those gaps for them to get through. Mm-hmm. So based off of that discussion, do you, either of you have any advice for someone that is going through bullying because of their case? I'll touch upon this thing's... Um experience it was a dm message uh, from a, a year 10 pupil when i joined secondary school and it was only a boys school i was the only seek in my year and that's something that i can relate to as well by the way because um, i was the only one of the only seeks that were wearing uh butka as well so this thing and me shared this same like sort of story there were only five gay study seeks in the whole school i quickly came to realize that almost all of my school was hindu and that an alarming proportion were anti-Sikh. Eventually made two other friends who were both Hindu. Halfway through year seven, uh, which is the first year of secondary school, one of those friends began to make comments on my butka, um, but I eventually started wearing the mala uh, because the butka kept making, like kept attracting attention and 
and like bullying. Um, and it just escalated where the insults kept happening every day. And the funny thing was that he thought that everyone everyone loved Sikhs, that no one would like no one would say anything bad about uh, against Sikhs because they do so much good for the for the world, like they give longer out and stuff. So he didn't he didn't expect it to be like that. He cut off contact from from his from those friends that were bullying him. Um, and he told his teachers, but they just told him to like, like, they told him to not be in contact with those pupils, and that didn't really help because they would they would he'd still see them around. Um, every day after school, he would come home and cry, and even at the age of twelve and eleven, it didn't help that the other students um, in the school would make comments under under their breath even at school, so it it, it made him emotionally like vulnerable as well. And then eventually developed anxiety. They started calling Sikhs terrorists and called Indra Gandhi and they they linked him to Indra Gandhi because of the Sikh bodyguards and they would insult Santhatunayal Singh and the gurus as well. Gosh. When, it, when it came to the teachers, the teachers didn't really help. They just ignored him. Um, that's something that I've faced as well. Like they didn't really do much. Um, but his support, which is where this comes into like how we can, how we can like face bullying. And for those who are listening, who are going through bullying, um, this singer in particular, he used Gurbani um, to like, to get him through this and more focusing on his studies rather than what people are saying. So he knew his GCSEs were coming up. When it comes to the age of like, when you're in your nine and your 10, you sort of understand that why you're at school what you have to do so he started to think about more of his studies and um, when he succeeded he proved his when he succeeded in his studies he proved his bullies wrong um yeah so he he used Gurbani so that was one thing that that he used I also in year 11 I started listening to Bart and going Gudramo um as my family used to let me let me go a bit more um so definitely Gurbani and Sikhi and like Falling at the feet of the Guru is the way. I used to listen to like Bhagat Kabirji's Bani and Bhagat Freeji's Bani in like on SoundCloud. And that used to help as well, just to just to connect with with some form of the Guru. Because I, I I'd always hear that Guru Sai was the protector, the healer, the doctor. Like they they were there for us, but I just didn't know how to connect. But but when you find your own way then it, it clicks and you can face anything in the world. Um, so that was the experience of the young Singh. That last point you made is really good, actually, because there's so many different ways you can connect to Sikhi. There's not just, you know, you don't have to just go and, you know, do your bunch Bani Adabad or, you know, go to the Goddara. There, there's so many ways you can do it. And for me, it was through Sakya. And for a lot of people that I've spoken to, it was through the Jar Saibzade film that came out, which was absolutely amazing because it it drove a lot of Sikhs who didn't understand Sikhi as much towards Sikhi a lot more. And there's so many sources now and so many ways that people can learn about Sikhi. And yeah, definitely find your own way to connect to it because I feel like through doing that, you, you will end up being a lot more stronger in yourself to deal with those situations like we said before. But yeah, find different ways to do it. 
Um, a lot of people will say it's for YouTube videos, like Basic Sasaki, films, going to the Godwara, doing Bart, Sakya, whatever it is, find the the way that works best for you and everything else will just come to you straight after that. You know, I started with doing Rera side of the Bard and my mum used to teach me how to do it and then she used to tell, teach me all these Sakya and these different, you know, things that our Guru Sahibs had done for us and that drove me more into Sikhi um, and everything else came afterwards um, and I definitely felt a lot more confident in myself to practice Sikhi but it does take you finding uh, what works best for you and in terms of teachers, as well uh, I think you mentioned that the for the the boy the teachers didn't do anything that needs to you know in a in the bluntest way possible that needs to stop because the more teachers don't address it, it the more it's gonna you know lead to problems in the future and I think this is where teachers need to sit down and be like what is the way that we're going to tackle this because it's not just six that get bullied a lot of Muslims get bullied as well for you know silly silly reasons and teachers need to sit down and be like okay this is what is going on in our school and this is how we're going to address it get you know those silly assemblies that we had in primary school I feel like everyone has experienced like stupid amount of assemblies that were they they were so pointless use those assemblies use that time to educate your students on situations like this so we can avoid people having to go through bad things you know teachers need to understand that they have this free if they have this free time to teach their students some good it will avoid you know so many problems in the future so yeah it talks assembly there's so many people and and speakers that would love to go to assemblies uh, in primary school and talk uh, talk to students about what Sikhi is and the importance of guests and I saw this video about this uh, sick man teaching students in primary school what Sikhi is with a little PowerPoint presentation and they were so amazed and they were so excited by it but this is the way that we're going to end up tackling that situation it's it as much as it's our responsibility as I said before teachers need to take it uh, take just as much responsibility and educate their students uh, about the issue as well. Another thing that uh, was pointed out in that incident of the um, of the video the singing the video was that um, people went onto the school website and checked out the school values. So each school has like a set of values like respect, um, I don't know, resilient, determination, um, hard work, stuff like that. Um, but if we if we did like ever walk into the school, any school right now, um, I don't think it's being Im- those values are implemented enough and drilled into the students. I think the schools could do a lot more, um, like workshops and and like like you said assemblies by discussing those values that we should have. Like Guru Sahib, they tell us the qualities and values we should have, like nimrata, respect, and like hard work, kirtani all of that um so it would avoid by drilling those qualities and values into the students it would kind of avoid those those issues i think another good idea is for um for parents to to lead constructive dialogue and restorative dialogue with management in school i mean schools are always open to being educated on how they can do things better for the kids well you'd hope most schools are like that anyway 
Um, so for any parents listening to this podcast now, there's there's absolutely nothing stopping you from contacting the head of behaviour, uh, the head of SMSC or the head of year in your in, in your child's school or, or even further up in, in the management scale and saying, do you know what, I want to come in and what, I want to sit down with you and we need to talk about how to resolve these issues. Um, I, I feel like a lot of our parents just pick up a child and, and take them out of the school and put them in another school. Well, that's certainly been my experience when I've worked at schools as well. You know, like kids are coming to a new school, but the old problems weren't resolved. So they've come with the new problems and the new problems start in the new school. The parents take them out, put them in another school. It's a continuous cycle. And somewhere down the line, we as a bump, we have to take responsibility. We have to take responsibility to say, do you know what? If people aren't going to come to us to be educated, well, then we need to go to them. And that in yeah. itself is a degree of nimrata as well, walking mm-hmm. towards someone who's got a misunderstanding and, and, you know, putting out that friendly hand and saying, do you know what, let's make this situation better. So, so all the parents that are listening, I, I really implore you to, to look into doing things like that. And there are so many charities that can help you. There is the Seek Helpline charity, there is Share Charity UK, um, there is Basics of Sikhi, there is PA. I mean, any, any of our handles would be more than happy to have a dialogue with you that there are so many routes into making things better uh, and I think we need to start looking at at more than one route sometimes as well. 100% and parents at the same time don't be scared of sending your kid to school with their guests. I know that that video scared a lot of parents, a Mm. lot of parents, seeing their kids having to go through that, um, it almost made parents do a double take and think hold on should I be sending my kid to school looking like this because they're just going to end up being bullied I need parents to understand at this point that your kid is so much stronger walking into school with their guests than without it they might face some comments but that is where it becomes your job to then educate your child and let them know why they're doing what they do why they carry their guests to school um, and to help them carry it with pride because yeah it's not easy but you know we can make it easier for not you know not just parents but us with siblings or like your you know your cousins or your friends like make it easier for other six within the bond to carry their guests with so much pride to the point where you know what if someone comes and says a, a nasty comment or something that's very negative they know how to deal with it better but jar is so important so um yeah teach one another help one another that's what our gurus had taught us uh, and that's what we need to to carry with us. And and find your tribe. I think that's really important. We under we underestimate that. When I say find your tribe, although I know tribe has become quite a controversial word as of late. I mean your sangat. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you're a child that you know a teenager that's in high school or university, and you're, and you're listening to this podcast, um, find your sangat because that's going to make so many life experiences so much easier to deal with because you'll come together you'll vibe together you'll be a safe space for each other to say do you know what hey this is what what happened at school today um to diffuse yourself so you're not coming from a place of anger you're not coming from a place of ego you're coming from a place of this is what happened this is the issue and this is how we're going to resolve it um and that and that's so important as well because that's going to lead to more self-empowerment, more, more self-confidence as well. And again, parents that are listening, 
check out the sangat of your child, check out the sangat of your teenager. I don't mean invade their privacy, but I mean, as a parent, are you, are you making sure that your child or your teenager is having positive interactions and uplifting interactions and beautiful interactions with, with people that, that look like you, that look like us? And, and if they aren't, well, why aren't they? And, and what are you going to do to change that? Mm-hmm, definitely. And even, do you know what, even on the lines of that, even if they aren't, do the people, like other people around your child aware of why your child looks like that? Are they going to uh, have your child back, essentially, if something goes south? Are they going to be able to stand with your child and, and help your child out to, to keep their guess intact, to keep their sickie intact? It is. It, I feel like that is so important as well to to make sure as a parent that your child is around good people, good kids, so that they can feel more confident in themselves. And I feel like with that, when your child is around a good set of kids and a good set of people, um, they will then take it within their own stride to learn more about Sikhi themselves and and be able to carry their Sikhi a lot better. Um, you know, Guruji's 23rd hukum, if I'm correct, is which means to keep your, your intellect in religious discipline high and pure. And the only, reason, the only way that that's going to come about, and, and I talk about Sangat so much because Sangat is so important, whether it's Sikh Sangat or not, having good Sangat around you mm-hmm. is so important and it's such a good way of them being able to learn more about Sikhi and being more confident in your Sikhi and then to be able to carry your sikhi so well to the point where you know what if someone makes a comment it's not gonna affect you as much as it would have if you didn't know what you're doing yeah something i want to add apart uh just to this like finding your tribe kind of thing um is that uh so those bullies that did bully me they actually like uh, although i did have a break from them during sixth form they actually came to my university which was uh like at, at the moment I saw them it was a bit traumatizing but then but then because I I had basically I joined the Sikh society at my university and I'm so grateful to them because they they help like like you said they they add value they they like-minded people but when I found my my Sangat and the Sikh society I, I kind of had an identity on campus I knew that I was a Sikh I knew I had I had Geetan on campus every Monday to go to and I I could I have people who I can rely on like Sikhs who I could trust if anything did go wrong with those people but luckily nothing did happen but just that reassurance that I know I'm I'm a Sikh on campus I know that there are Sikhs on campus and I know it must be hard for those who don't have a Sikh society at the university but you can still reach out to nearby universities who who you can still talk to who even now and nowadays we've got the like coronavirus situation where events can't happen but things are going online you can always go to online events that are happening via zoom and that can be your sangat so do reach out to your Sikh society if you are at university um, you can also make one or you can like reach out to others other universities like nearby I know that in Birmingham we have about four four universities and we are we are a solid like we work together in helping Sikhi flourish in Birmingham and hopefully that's, that can be the case for the whole of the UK and even worldwide. 
Yeah, I just want to add that the uni that I go to doesn't have a sick society, but I have six and good around me through my account. So that is always helpful. And obviously I've come across Sangat Black itself, which is so helpful because I can then talk to people about Sikhi a lot more and it makes me more confident in my own Sikhi and my own Sikhi journey so yeah please like as a parent make sure that your child has access to that of some sort so that you know they can talk to people that are on the same uh, path as them and if they have questions they can work it out with someone else. If any young things are or cause are facing bullying reach out to older siblings who have gone through that who have kept strong in their Sikhi who have kept guess i know that i have cousins who who did keep their guess and i looked up to them because i was like if they made it through it was i think it was also a lot worse back in um back in like 90s which is when they grew up um because they faced like they there was a lot of tension in birmingham between sikhs and, and muslims with gangs and stuff so i always kept that as like my strength that if they could keep their guess uh, during that time of violence and bullying then so can I. So always try to reach out to siblings, cousins, um, even on Instagram, um, any influences that that you look up to, like seek influences. Always discuss these these issues if you're facing them, because you can really find strength in them. And also, like you mentioned before, like Sakis, like Baitaru Singh, they they kept their guests despite being like uh, like uh, executed. And, and if they can keep their guests during those times, then and those, those are our ancestors and their blood runs through our blood, then we can face the same issue. Exactly. And I think I'd say life is the hardest before you're about to level up. So just know that if you're going through a struggle that's based on your identity, it's because Guru Sahib is about to reveal your identity because how you're, how you're going to navigate through the struggle is going to determine a lot about you and the future you. So mm-hmm. hold tight and just when you feel alone, know that you're not alone. There are all of us, so many of us, the whole bunch, the whole gorm that's behind you. And what happened in Telford, again, is, is active and living testament to that. We were all super quick to surround that young kid, and albeit not physically, most of us, because of lockdown, etc. but virtually, and through our Ardasa and through our Asisa, you know, we were, we were there for that young kid. And yeah, just hold tight and, and reach out. And yeah, hold tight, definitely. 100%. And... Um... And if it was me and I was talking to someone who is being bullied, like you said, look, life is very, very difficult. It's It wasn't given to us easy, but there are ways, ways in which we can find ease in hardships. And I actually posted something uh, to that young Singh who was bullied in Telford. And I posted it on my story in which I touched on how there's a lot of censorship going on in Sikhi in general where people are trying to hide things and if you feel as though someone is trying to take your identity away and someone is trying to hide you from the world I want you to stand on your feet stronger at that point and show people that you are more than capable of 
screaming your head off when you need to and I don't mean that in a, a, a literal way I mean that in a sense of standing with so much power to show people that we, we we're not gonna just sit back and let you know people say some nasty things to us their negative energy doesn't need to be met with negative energy either find a way that is positive and will have a very positive impact on the person that is bullying you to then tell them and teach them about your sikhi definitely reach out to people when you need help doing that because as i said you know there's loads of sangat around to help you no matter where we are it's like what you said before about the whole virtual thing we are all here to stand together and there is power in our ekta there's power in our unity um and you uh, if you are being bullied then don't be scared of trying to find that because it is right in front of you and i said you know that i want that kid or any kid that is going through any of that to put their hand out and i can promise you now that everyone will stand and hold your hand while you're going through it everyone will try and help you because we all have either experienced the struggle ourselves or seen someone go through that struggle but yeah just reach out to someone tell your teachers tell your friends tell your parents tell don't be scared of telling your parents and parents please listen to your child the whole cultural thing needs to be thrown out the window you know i hope i hope it gets easier for you i hope it gets easier for everyone and it is unfortunate that this is something that we still have to face years and years down the line but um if we all stand together hopefully one day this problem will come to an end and a lot of more people will uh be a lot more educated on the issue to the point where we don't have to face anything like this and the generations to come don't have to face anything like this either and and also to any parents that are listening and are struggling on this journey as well because parenting itself is such a unique journey the support is there please do reach out there are so many amazing organizations and i know that sikhi class is going to add a bunch of organizations to the description of this podcast but just off, off the top of my head there is um share charity uk there is basics of sikhi um there is a, a bunch of parents on instagram that showcase their their parenting and, and their sikhi journey intertwined and I know they're always saying you know reach out reach out if you want a conversation um but, but just make the move and also know that you're not alone and uh, all of us without our parents we would be nothing in so many ways um and yeah we're just all here to support each other so I'd like to thank both of you for joining me today obviously the issue that we spoke about um can be controversial to some I'd like to say to anyone that is listening to us if you feel like we have said anything wrong please forgive us we're young we're still learning um and we're trying to promote goodness into the world and into our sangat and as for you too um please let everyone know where they can find you and what it is that you do um and the handles of your accounts All right so me personally I'm a student at university and I've I've created psychology uh, to promote metaphors in gurbani and also to show that sikhi is everywhere around us like we can literally see why grew in the creation itself and appreciating the creator whilst looking at the creation so my instagram handle is 
at seek.analogy. And if you're, if you're ever facing any issues that we've discussed today or anything regarding Sikhi, bullying, um, or any suggestions that you might have about analogies, then do feel free to DM me um, and we can discuss there. I'm, I'm literally open to anything. Um, and like I've discussed here, I've, I've had my fair share of like experience with bullying. So um, I could definitely help if, if there are any young things or cause out there that are facing this. But yeah, thank you very much, Siki Class, for having me on today. So you can find us both at Seeking Hope, that is our handle. Come by, say hello, drop into our DMs, let us know how you're doing. Um, I myself, I work in education and I'm a writer and obviously therefore I'm the writer for the page. And the other half of Seeking Hope is a design genius and um, he works in design and marketing. Feel free to stop by the page. Um, our page is all about self-empowerment. If you can't empower yourself, um, you're not going to know how to empower the world. And we're all on this journey together. I'm still trying to empower myself and I'm just sharing that journey with you guys. Also teaching you the power of words, every single word that you say, that you speak, that you hear, your body's listening, your spirit's listening, your cells are listening. Um, so make them nice words about yourself and you yourself. Yeah, so come by and say hello. And thank you so much to Siki Class for having me on the podcast. And thank you to Seek Analogy for being an amazing co-podcaster. Is that a word? <laughs> we, we can make it a word. Okay, there we go. <laughs>